This season, Whitman's women's basketball team is 20-1 and and undefeated in conference play. The last few years haven't ended as they normally do. The 2019-2020 season ended with the coronavirus pandemic, and there was no conference championship or NCAA playoffs this year after. This year, things are getting closer to normal, and the team is in the position to keep winning and playing their way through the postseason. You're listening to the Whitman Wire podcast. I'm Sarah Carranza, and this week I spoke to several members of the Whitman's basketball team to get a feel for the season from their perspective. Senior Kaylee McCracken has played for all four years she's been at Whitman. This season, she played a key role in many of the team's successes, averaging 17.9 points per game. I talked to her about her senior season and reflected on her time on the court. The women's team has been doing really good lately, and I noticed that you also were you were named Student Athlete of the Week for like the fourth time. Congratulations. How does that feel? Thank How you. do you feel? Was your team excited? Yeah, my team's very excited. Obviously, we've been doing really well this year. We really value as a team, like playing together and we share the ball really well. It's just really fun to play on a team that obviously wins a lot. And we have a really good team chemistry. We all get along really well. And, you know, it's really fun because we're all really good friends. So yeah. it's a good time. Are you like captain or is someone captain? Yeah, so we have three co-captains. It's myself and then Kaylin Chamsalim, who's a fifth year senior, and Sydney Abbott is our other co-captain. So how many how many home games do you guys have? As of right now, we only have two regular season home games left, which is coming up in two, three weeks now. The 18th and 19th of February is our pink night on the 18th and then senior night on the 19th. Um, but we're hoping to host some postseason games. You guys have theme to the games? Not usually, but we always do our breast cancer awareness night the night before senior night. So the 18th of February will be our pink night where I think they do a raffle of some kind. If you show up wearing pink, I'm not exactly sure, but that's how it's been in the past. Cool. Are you guys looking forward to it or like what's like your hope for like the end of the season since like it's ending soon? Yeah, it's coming up. We have a month until the NCAA tournament starts. We have about six regular season games left and then whatever postseason comes our way hopefully we make it to the conference championship game again we've done that every year that they've had the, the conference tournament so last year they didn't have it but uh, since i'm a senior my first two years here we made the conference tournament game uh, championship game in my first two years here do they usually have a game here usually for the conference tournament the number one seed and the number two seeds host the semifinal games so right now we're sitting in the top of conference so mm-hmm. if we keep winning then we'll get to host that first game and then if we win that semi-final game then we'll get to host the championship as well and then we could go honestly anywhere in the country for the NCAA tournament. So I was gonna ask because you're a senior and you're one of like the five seniors I think it is? Yeah we have four so we have two fifth year seniors and then we have myself and then Sydney Abbott's our other senior. Uh, And so far being a senior like what has college ball been like? Do you like it? Do you definitely think it's like different from like high school? How have you liked it so far? It's definitely a bigger time commitment than high school. All of our afternoons and evenings pretty much are taken up with basketball, but it's so much fun to be out with our teammates. It's, I mean, we're all here to hopefully compete for a national championship. Honestly, it's been a lot of fun. My freshman and sophomore years, we did pretty well. Obviously, that was before COVID, but a lot of people don't, maybe don't remember this or don't know this, but my sophomore year in 2019-20, we were actually still playing in the national tournament when COVID started. We were in Maine for our Sweet 16 tournament game, mm-hmm. practicing on the court when they canceled the tournament. So we were still in competition mode when COVID kind of started and they sent everyone home from Whitman mm-hmm. and put the rest of the semester online and we were all the way up the other end of the country. So that was kind of crazy. But this year's our first real year back from mm-hmm. that 
and getting to compete for a national tournament again is really exciting. That being said, what motivates you guys to keep winning? Or what are you guys like doing or planning just in order to like make it to the conference? Because I know that's like a really big thing and that's like really exciting. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is a really big deal. It's really exciting because I mean we have. 16 players on our team that are really good basketball players and we come to practice every day and we work hard and we motivate each other to do better and be better basketball players. I think that that translates to our games where we get a lot of people in and see time on the floor and a lot of schools don't really have that. Like we're playing against teams in the conference that maybe only have eight players that play in a game. I feel really lucky to have teammates that I trust and that can go in the game and do really good things for us. So it's just really exciting to have such a deep roster that can win championship games so hopefully we get to go and compete for those and that would be a lot of fun and being so close do you guys have rituals like pre-game rituals or anything you guys do for fun because i know especially with covid being all together is getting like harder and harder but like do you guys like do anything before games or like what do you guys do usually we we kind of all show up to the gym i mean we all have to be there at least an hour before the game but uh, leading up to that hour before the game people kind of filter in and do their own individual thing kind of get their mindset in the right place and then it this is a really weird number but 48 minutes is when we start doing our team stuff we all huddle up that's usually my time i get to talk to the team get everybody hyped sometimes um for the for the game then we stretch together and then we start our shooting warm-ups um after that, we go into the locker room, talk with our coaches, get that kind of ready for the game. And then um, Kaylin talks to us before we go out and warm up again. Right before we start the game, then our other senior, Taylor Chambers, comes out, talks to us and gets gets us really hyped. But the one thing that we do like to say right before the game starts, when we all huddle and we go to break, normally what we say is together before mm. we go out. But right before tip-off, we, we say win before so that's worked out pretty well for us so far, and that's what we've been doing since I came to Whitman. So yeah. it's just kind of getting us in the right mindset of winning, and we're here to win. Oh, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> that's like, ah, that's exciting. Does 48 have a meaning, or is it just like a number you guys have said? Um, I Honestly, I don't really know. We're a very ritualistic team. Like, mm-hmm. we do things at the same time schedule as always. On away games, we always have the same seats on the bus mm-hmm. and it's a, like you can't change your seat you sit there for the first away game of the mm-hmm. season and you have to be in that seat the rest of the season mm-hmm. it's very like habit-based stuff the 48 minutes has been since i've been at whitman mm-hmm. and this is my fourth year here i'm sure taylor and kaylin who are both fifth years would say the same thing that it's always been 48 mm-hmm. minutes and i don't know when that started but mm-hmm. that's just what it is do you plan on playing after college or do you think like after whitman this is like Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because last season actually didn't count towards anyone's eligibility. So that's why we have two fifth-year seniors, Mm -hmm. because they were both able to come back. For me, I had not that many credits left to graduate from Whitman, especially where we don't have really graduate-level coursework and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. It was kind of late for me to push back my graduation for a year. Mm -hmm. I think after Whitman, barring any sort of crazy opportunities that come my way, I just want to finish my career here with my people, with my team that I've been with for the last four years. And we have an opportunity to do something really great and win a national championship, hopefully. If we're competing for a national championship, which I really think that we have the opportunity to do, then I'd be happy ending my playing career, at least with the people that I started here with four years ago. I don't know if you mentioned it, but did have you guys won one before? Has Whitman won one before or not yet? Whitman, women's basketball has not won a national championship, mm-hmm. but in 2013, 2014, they competed for once. So they made oh, it to okay. the national championship game 
and they ended up losing that game. I think it was pretty close. Right now we're we're 10 and 0 in conference, sitting at the top. But um, that 2013-2014 team was 16 and 0 in conference, mm-hmm. and they finished 31 and 2 overall. And their one loss was in their preseason, which we lost a game in preseason. We're 18 and 1 right now. And then their other loss was in the national championship game. So very similar records there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we have, I mean, we do have a really good opportunity here. Yeah. So it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Have your coaches said anything? Are they like very excited about it? Like they see it, like you guys are going to win? Yeah, I think I think they see, they see that we have the potential to mm-hmm. go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, the only thing that would hold us back is not, is us not playing as well as we need to. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think that the teams that we're going to see, honestly, are are as good as us. Mm-hmm. I just, I have the confidence yeah. in my team to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. say that. My teammates are awesome. I mean, we're, women women's basketball has been really good since I've been here. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people that came back from the Sweet 16 team before mm-hmm. COVID. We have a lot of returners from that team and knew what it was like and knew what it took to be yeah. there. So I just think that we have a really good shot this year. What advice would you give for like your team that's going to still be here? What would you tell them? If you could, I think I would tell them obviously to keep working. You don't ever really know when your opportunity is going to come. You just never know when your time is, and just to keep working hard. Our younger people right now are really pushing themselves and pushing some of the older people on the team to be better basketball players. Mm-hmm. So I just think focusing on getting better is the best thing. But that's what we're all trying to do yeah. too to keep winning. our interviews with the women's basketball team, I had the chance to talk with Elena McHarch. She's a junior from Boise, Idaho. I was able to catch her through email before the Pacific University game on Friday, which they won. It was 60 to 52. It was a very close game. So I asked her a couple questions, how she felt about this season, and just in general, how she felt going into this Friday with the game. How do they feel about it? What's their mindset? And she said that she was pretty excited as Pacific University is one of the better teams in the conference. If you weren't able to watch it, it was very, very close. It was back to back, but luckily the girls came through with the win. They knew what they were prepared for. They know since they played them before and that they're going to make this win happen. And obviously they did. I asked her, you know, after the season, are you going to continue to play basketball for your senior year? What is it going to look like with some of your seniors gone? As one of the seniors is, the previous person that interviewed was Kaylee. She said, yes, I'm planning on returning for another year. Losing your seniors will be an adjustment for sure, but something really special about this team is in the depth that we have. Anyone can step up when need be, so although we are losing some talent, there will be players to fill in their shoes, which is really great to hear. I also asked her, what are your thoughts on the amount of exposure that the women's team getting lately? Uh, Do you think there's been enough exposure since you started to play at Whitman? As another Whitman student, I feel like we really don't see as much women's sports exposure, and I feel like it's not mentioned as much as the men's, but luckily we can change that. She said, I really don't feel like we've gotten a lot of exposure, honestly. It's a bit frustrating because we worked really hard to get here and really do think we are a good team. So for a few people to know, that is a little disheartening. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out and doing this because I'd love for more fans to know what's up and and it would be nice to that. To have some fans at our games as well. I finally asked her, how has it been during COVID with the masks, running during games? Was there times of frustration or wanting to stop playing basketball? Because being an athlete, obviously, while being a student, becomes stressful at times, especially during global pandemic. I asked her to give her a summary of what she felt, especially for athletes that are coming in, you know, and especially the freshmen that are experienced their first year at college and being able to play. But she said that both her first year and sophomore years had been cut short due to COVID. So needless to say, there was a lot of frustration with that. She also mentioned, I don't think I'll, I've 
ever wanted to stop playing because of it though. Right now, the whole COVID situation is just more of an inconvenience, but it's nothing you can't handle. It just consists of a lot of testing and wearing masks on the bench. Hopefully we'll be able to have a complete season this year. She ended it with, thanks for doing this. I mean, both of the interviewees that I interviewed, they were very appreciative of what I had to ask them and being able to share their responses and being able to speak for part of their team. Sydney Adbot is a transfer student from Whitworth University continuing her basketball career here at Whitman College. I had the opportunity to ask her questions via email about her transition and how it's been so far with this successful season and this is what she had to say. So starting off, I asked Sydney, how has it been being a recent senior on the team? How do you feel about the season and the success the team has made so far? What has been your favorite memory so far? And she had to say, I feel really good about this season and this season is the first that I have ever been a part of that has won this many games and I'm so proud of how successful we are as a team, being undefeated in the conference and we still have many more conference games to go. My favorite memory so far is the team bonding we did before this even started. Being able to connect and see everybody's vulnerability has helped me know and love my teammates much more. As some of you may know or not know, Sydney is a transfer student from Whitworth University and so I asked what made you want to come to Whitman and how easy was this transition and how has it been being on the team so far? And she said, I actually transferred from Whitworth, so I was playing against Whitman and Michelle. So I was able to play against Whitman and see the atmosphere and how the girls worked for Michelle. So it was something I really wanted. Since at Whitworth, we weren't winning many games and couldn't make it to the conference tournament. It's been so fun. The girls from the beginning welcomed me in like a family. And I think that's why we've been so successful. It is the family atmosphere that has been here for years. The girls treated me like family from the beginning, which meant a lot to me because I used to play against them. The coaching staff helped me so much with transferring and made sure that I was set up to come to Whitman. The transition has been good. I transferred during the COVID year. Last year was a difficult year for everyone, so I think it was a little difficult to grab into a new school with new teammates. But last year was a great and growing connecting year for the team. And following up with that question, I asked, was it difficult or easy to be part of a newcomer, especially during COVID times? She said it was extremely easy. I was really scared and not sure how things were going to go and if I was going to be accepted. But when I got here, everyone was so welcoming and I felt like this was the place that I was always supposed to be at. I can't believe I was missing out on being a part of this. For me, for me, Coming to Whitman and being a part of this team will be something I will be ever grateful for. As you guys can see, there's a lot of love in this team. And from what I gather, the team is made up of strong, competitive women. I asked her, how do you guys plan to keep having a successful season? How are you keeping yourself in game mode? And Sydney had to say, we plan to keep pushing each other every day in practice and work on the small things we could be better at on the court. The way that I've been keeping myself in game mode is playing for my teammates, my coaches. People don't get opportunities like this, and it's something worth pushing yourself for. So as a team, we continue to keep pushing and being competitive with each other because we all set a goal to together. I finally asked, what are three words that describe the women's basketball team and what does that mean to you? And the three words that she used was family, determined, and love. Sydney goes into detail about how welcome she's been in this program and how cared for she feels from her and her teammates and her coaches. There's nothing like the love of your family, she says. So being able to find that within a basketball program is once in a lifetime. Determined, they are determined to win a national title. It's something they talk about often and the success that they have to continue love the environment that the coaching staff and the players have developed is nothing but love. The season can get tiring and you can spend a lot of time with your teammates, but the love that is shown with every each person every single day makes all the hard work and long days worth it. I'm Casey Moulton, 
podcast editor. Although the athletes that Sarah interviewed are a big piece of the team puzzle, coaches also play an important role in building legacies and ensuring success. I sat down with Michelle Ferenz, head women's basketball coach and associate athletic director, to both think about the last few years and get her perspective on this season. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Can you just tell me a little bit about you? I've been here a long time. This is my 21st year at Whitman, my 31st year as a head coach. It was, the, I think, 2001, 2002 was my first season. So I've been here a long time. I watched a lot of change. So a lot of development. We were definitely not very good in athletics when I got here, kind of on a downside. Definitely the last 15 years or so, things have definitely changed for the better. A lot more success across the board into different areas. So yeah, so I've seen a lot of change. But the one thing that hasn't changed is the quality of people and, and the quality of student athletes that I've gotten to coach. I mean, that's why I've stayed so long. Challenges are, don't ever go away, but getting to do it with, with the kind of people that we need to do it with is, is rewarding. Yeah, it definitely sounds too like this season, especially for the women's basketball team, we're back mm-hmm. on kind of an upward trajectory. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of success, and I'd imagine that that success might be especially maybe important to you as a coach or definitely important to the team after the last few seasons have been cut short due to COVID. So what's it been like to have a season that's excellent after the last few years have been a little bit rocky when it comes down to actually getting on the court? Yeah. So you alluded to it, 1920, you know, we were, we were rolling and and lost. Um, We we went to Iowa and won two big games without our All-American McConnell playing. She was out um, with an injury, with concussion. And um, she is now playing over in England. She signed a pro contract, which is really unusual for Division Three athletes. We didn't lose in 1920. We got canceled, which was weird. It was just a weird feeling. You know, we've been to the tournament five times and you, you end with a loss, you know, you and you end your season with a loss or you win a championship. It was really an odd feeling and not knowing what was going on in the world. We didn't know much about COVID. There was just never a closure on that season. And, you know, we had five terrific seniors. We never really got to celebrate them or celebrate the season. So still kind of hanging in the air. We're still waiting for COVID to kind of, you know, not be the issue that it's been. 2021, no no national championship, a very short season. And then this year we're getting to have a season. We've had a little bit of COVID pausing, but for the most part, we're playing. We're getting our games in. We're now 19 games in and Six more to go of our 16 kids, I think nine, I might be miscounting, are upperclassmen, juniors and seniors. We have a veteran team. They understand. Eight of those young women were part of the team that didn't get to finish their season. So, you know, they're back. At times, it's not pretty. We still have a lot of ways to grow and improve, but really proud of how well they played. And so now we're getting time, you know, we always say we call it February fun after kind of the, the grind of December and January. So we're into February, February 1st, and so now it's February fun. It's, you know, everything's a big game. Just want to keep winning and keep rolling and stay healthy. That's a big part of it. Because now, you know, we play six more games and then we're into the playoffs and, you know, and hopefully to the national tournament, which is happening. So is happening. I'm sure that much of your team, especially many of those women who've had that so close and then gone, it's got to be kind of gratifying both for them and for you to see that there is a very, very tangible end in sight that can be quantified. It's not just a season ending and everyone goes home, but it's not the greatest feeling. So you talked a little bit about improvement and improvement that is to be made Where's the place where you've seen the biggest amount of improvement on your team so far this season? So what's already happened, not what's yet to come? What has already happened is one thing about this team, and I think sometimes it's our biggest 
positive and sometimes that's our biggest obstacle is we're a competitive bunch. We tend to hone in on who we're, we're matched up against. And for bigger games, that's, that's great because we're going to, we're going to rise the occasion. But when you're playing against a team, maybe, you know, that you should be, or is young or whatever, we tend to not be at our best. We're, we're so ultra competitive on what's in front of us. Sometimes it's a real struggle because they're just, you know, really focused in on who, you know, they're ready for the game. We just went through a stretch where we had, we came back from break and had a couple, we had some COVID cases, so we had to pause. And then there were some weather cancellations. And so we had seven games in 10 days. And we just got out of that cycle. Whitworth was our seventh game in nine or 10 days. And we played Willamette on Saturday. So I was like, wow, no practice is going to be just really hard to adjust, but they competed. And I'll say that they, they competed. We made some adjustments on the fly. We had go into a gym for half an hour and say, this is a couple of things we got to fix or we got to do. And pretty focused group in that respect. So I'm hoping that that plays to our benefit as we get into these games where it's just, you know, these just, there's just one big game after another at this point in the season. As we move forward, we're really trying to find our identity as a defensive and offensive team. And I think we're starting to embrace who we are defensively a little more than we are offensively. Um, and so that's, so defensively, I've seen a ton of improvement. Um, and we're holding teams to below their averages. We're forcing turnovers. We're really forcing teams to play outside of what, how they want to play. That's been a big improvement. Um, offensively, we're still trying to figure out who we are. And part of that is we've got, we've got a lot of depth, especially in our guard spots. Some nights it's just, I don't say it, but just some nights, you know, somebody's not playing great. I mean, I have a couple other kids to go to and they step up and they play well. So it just changes our dynamic a little bit, but the energy this last weekend against Willamette, it was a good, Willamette played really well defensively we played well enough not one of our better performances but you could see the competitiveness just making plays when we needed to energy was really high they were very engaged it was fun to coach them that's just something we've really built as an identity so still things to work on though Kalen and Taylor are back for their fifth year and there's a ton of experience and you pretty much know who you're gonna get with Kalen and Taylor but there's so many other factors that are still growing Corinne and, and Lindsay and Elaine. I mean, there's just so many other factors that are still just really starting to come together and you need those, you need that depth moving forward. So our depth really helped us through the seven and nine games. It really helped us. Yeah. I, I can't imagine like that. That's a lot. Um, it is a lot. It's physically draining. The emotions that go into getting ready to compete in, especially in conference where every game's a big game. You know, the thing I'll say is it was just like the start of classes. So I think, you know, that timing was good. We just weren't overloaded with homework at this. We we're just getting rolling. I think syllabuses were just getting handed out. So that that's, to be honest, that's, that's good timing for us. Moving forward, how do you work to handle when those big stretches come over times that are not ideal? Is it just got to get really good at time management really fast? What does that look like? We traveled. A t- I mean, we just can't get people to come to Walla Walla to play. It's, it's really difficult. And one of the downsides to being consistently as good as we are is nobody wants to come to Walla Walla, spend the money to come to Walla Walla and then lose. And so we only had two home games in the fall. And we, I'm sure there's a few faculty members who are not excited about our travel schedule. We missed a lot of days, but one of the things I'm really proud of is our GPA was, it was pretty good, pretty solid considering how much we collectively lost. And at least in our program, and I think I speak for most of the student athletes at Whitman, for them coming to Whitman was a package deal. The idea of being at a great school academically, you know, um, 
Whitman have, offers so many unique experiences, has so many talented professors. It's also the idea that the passion they have for their sport is going to be honored and it's going to be a great experience. And it's a college commitment. It's college athletics and it's, it's a lot of time. And I think too, I've, I've always found that the professors at Whitman, as much as we drive them crazy sometimes because we miss, I've always found that they really do have an appreciation for the amount of dedication and time management that it takes for a student athlete to be a student athlete at a place like Whitman College and to win. I've always found that some of our biggest supporters are the, are the faculty and the staff because they, they know how hard you guys work academically. They know also too what student athletes give up to do their sport because they don't get to do everything. So they, they don't get to do, I think there's, a, there's an appreciation, but yeah, it was, it was a long fall. I was a little worried as like when the grades came out, I was like, but we really try to, we set up study stuff on the road. We, we try to support, we, we do whatever we can do as a, as a coaching staff to help our kids. Let's talk a little bit about the rest of the season. You've said it before that what comes next is the make or break. You're in a, in a good position right now, but it's not over yet. So what's coming up next? Next, we've got two huge road weekends. We hit the road and we play at Pacific on Friday. And currently Pacific is sitting in second, tied for second. That'll be a big game, always a tough game. And then Rutland Field on Saturday, who is a much improving team, very young, dangerous, played us really tough for a half here. And you always worry about those teams that have nothing to lose. They're kind of at that point in their season where they're just trying to knock somebody off. And then we come back with them the following week, we go to Tacoma and we have another huge game on Friday because we'll play the other team that's that's right behind us in the standings, which is University of Puget Sound. And then we play at PLU, which is never an easy place. We're going to play very well. And then we come home and it's our, our final weekend at home before playoffs. And then so Friday night, we play Lewis and Clark and then we play kind of a rival George Fox. And George Fox will be our senior night. We're also at a point in the season where you just want to keep being successful and finding ways to win. We can't expect them to be easy and we need to play our best. We need to find ways to win. And that just has to be the mentality moving forward. Six games left. It's got to be a little weird to be like hitting towards the end. The end is in sight. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in you know, six games left, and the the goal is always then to get into you know conference playoffs and get into the NCAA tournament. We play such a tough schedule. We play back to back. We almost always play Friday Saturday. Our conference does a great job of preparing us to be successful in postseason play. Mostly because we're used to travel, we're used to being in hostile environments, we're we're used to playing back to back, and we're really unique. We're one of the few conferences at any level in basketball that plays back to back. No other. I mean, Division three doesn't even. February is just about okay. You know, we got to go compete and find ways to win. I hate to say it this way, it's been two years in the process. Last year built towards this year. And, and you know, so now we just got to go trust who we are and, and play well and yeah, and come what may. But we've positioned ourselves really well. The start has been great and just want to keep it moving. I think many years in progress really kind of sums up where we're at. There's been a couple of seasons that weren't able to end the way you wanted. You've got five-year returning seniors. You've got the younger players who are working to maintain the team identity that they've grown up with or that they've grown into. So it really sounds like many years in progress really does explain the season. There's been a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts coming together. And you're getting to a point where the result of that work and the result of those years is going to be seen. Yeah. We're hoping so. That's what you hope for. And, and, you know, and athletics, just like life is pretty unpredictable. And who could have predicted? I thought I'd seen it all. I've been doing it, doing it for a long time. You know, I was 30, 29, 30 years into coaching and COVID hit. And it's just a whole nother dynamic dealing with things that we've just never had to deal with as a society, but also as, as coaching, because coaching is about hitting adversity head on. You know, it's about taking challenges and finding ways to 
to get past them. Every loss is there's something to learn. Every struggle, there's something to learn. And you move, and you really, you really look forward to moving forward. And we just didn't get to do that. And that was probably the hardest part. And I think, you know, and one thing I shared with my team was it was really hard to feel sorry for ourselves at the moment with what was going on in the world. Okay. So, Hey, we didn't get to play a couple of basketball games. There was a lot of athletes that had their seasons cut short. There was a lot of athletes who didn't get to play. I mean, it wasn't like it was just women, women's basketball, but you do have to allow yourself a chance to grieve when there's a loss, you have to grieve. And, and, but without the idea of also getting to celebrate, you, you know, you grieve, but then you celebrate what you accomplished or celebrate the, the experience. And we haven't been able to do that yet for the players that are back. There's a little bit of excitement and antiness to get back into that postseason world and have that experience. Hopefully we just keep focused. We, you know, we've got big games ahead. So hopefully we're just going to continue to rise to the occasion of the big game. That's, that's what I hope for. Cause this team has done that for the most part, all season has really risen to the occasion. So lost what one game. Is that right? Lost one game. Yeah. One game on the road to the very good Santa Cruz team. We didn't play great. But at that point we had played nine of 11 games on the road in well, actually 14 of whatever games because we played our three exhibitions on the road as well so we we were just the road warriors and we had to play back to back they didn't there's a lot of things going into it but to be honest we just let it slip away at the end we just didn't score and like we talked to him about you just gotta gotta learn from it gotta learn you always hate to lose but i'd rather lose than learn from it i think it's harder to stay on top than to be the team rising up and we've been on the top. We've had, we've been as ranked as high as two in the nation. So the target's pretty big and it's, it's a different dynamic. You, you can't stay focused on what you can control. Can't control rankings, can't control officiating, can't control the weather. We have to stay on focused on what we can control and that's our performance. That's all we can do. And so we go get ready. Focus on what you can control. I think that's a really fitting way to end this because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. all you can control is your own action and it's up yeah. to the players at this point, kind of to determine what they would like the end of their season to look like. And of course, coaching staff plays a really important role in that, but the players make those calls at the end of the day. So they do. They do. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, It's been great (laughs) to have you. Yeah. And uh, like I said, anytime we can help out, we, we appreciate the attention. I interviewed Coach Ferenz on February 1st, before the team played their two games at Linfield and Pacific University. They continued their winning streak over the weekend, beating Pacific 60-52 and Linfield 82-45. To conclude, the Whitman Blues have four more games left, two away, two home, so the season isn't over yet. But the team has put themselves in a great position moving forward, entering the playoffs for the NCAA and winning much more games. Let us cheer on our Whitman Blues as they continue a successful season. Thanks for listening to the Whitman Wired podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode.